This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. How you living, how you learning, how you loving? Another week, another dollar. It's a Friday morning. Normally we release on Tuesday mornings, but with travel and my shows over the weekend, your girl was a little behind. But hey, day late and uh, $4 short, whatever they say, it's Friday. Fuck it. We're heading into the weekend with a smile on our face. And a penny in our pocket. What more can we ask for? A lot fucking more if you ask me. I am asking you if you want to come see me live. Would you like to come see me live? I would love it if you were in the LA area and you came and saw me in the Netflix is a joke festival. That's going to be on May 4th. May the 4th be with you. But before that, next week, I'm going to be doing a fun show. (laughs) 420, y'all. West Palm Beach Improv. Who's coming? Who's going to come hang out with Mama Peluso? I'm at the West Palm Beach Improv one night, one show, 420, ringing in one of our favorite holidays. I'll probably be on a little bit of shrooms, a little bit of edibles. We're going to have a fucking blast. West Palm Beach Improv, 420, 8 o'clock show, one show, one shot. Don't miss your opportunity. Let's have some fun. Come see me, West Palm Beach Improv, 420. I will be in L.A. May 4th at the Bourbon Room for the Netflix is a Joke Festival. It's my own show. I'll be there with Justin Martindale, Matt Reif, my girl Katie Cazorla, uh, my girl Kalia McNeil. A jam-packed show. So much talent. So much fun. I'm also going to be at the Laugh Factory show. I don't know when the fuck that is. I forget when the fuck that is. And I'm also doing a show called Hilarious. All those will be out on my website, but main show is to come see me at the Netflix is a joke festival at, uh, the bourbon room, May 4th, may the 4th be with you. Hey everybody. This show is sponsored by OC. I don't know if it's Osea or OC, it's O-S-E-A. I just imagine it's O-C because the the types of in- ingredients that they put in their products are so amazing. They're directly from the ocean. Let me tell you, hold up. I got to get this product. Hold on. And I'm back. You know I'm serious when I actually go and get the thing. So they sent me Undaria LG Body Butter. It's one of the best smelling body butters I've ever put on my body. It's so delicious. It smells so good. It literally smells like the ocean. It smells like the OC. Ah, I really apologize if I'm pronouncing it wrong. They also sent me the Hyaluronic Sea Serum, which is just beautiful. It's this beautiful green, beautifully smelling product, and I'm very picky about my skincare. This stuff does not 
disrupt my skin's biome. It doesn't mess with my oil or any of that, my greasiness. It's really luxurious. Um, it's cruelty-free, vegan, gluten-free. They also sent me their Andaria LG body oil. When I tell you I feel like a luxurious Cleopatra queen when I'm done with this stuff, it is amazing. Osea has been making clean and effective skincare products for almost 25 years. Isn't that wild? It's just like people are like, where did you come from? Well, it takes a long time to create something really magical. And shout out to them for sticking in the skin game because there's a lot of competition. They have award-winning cleansers, serums, and face moisturizers, and they're known for creating an amazing body products like their famous body oil, which I just told you about, which is amazing is an understatement. It literally makes me feel like I am Brad Pitt's wife. That's how freaking luxurious it is. Uh, since 1996, OC has been creating clean, vegan, and cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Let's be honest. We all got to do a little bit of a part to help this earth. And if it's in purchasing skincare, well, it's a win-win, baby. They've done it again. They just released a body butter that I told you about. And you don't want to sleep on this product. Well, you might want to put it on right before you go to sleep because you're going to feel so luxurious. You know what I like to do? I like to do a dry rub. Guys do that where you dry brush your skin before you get in the shower. And then I'll put the body oil on before I get in the shower because I'm about that luxury life. I learned this from watching a really beautiful Italian model woman talk about her skincare and she does this. So I'll do the dry brush. I'll add the and um, Undaria LG body oil. Go take a shower and that just locks in your own skin's moisture. When you put body to your skin, it's really drying. And if you use products that have a lot of chemicals in them, don't you ever do that? You use all these lotions and you're never fucking lotioned. You're never moisturized. I don't know if lotion's a word. I apologize, but that's how I feel. I'm so frustrated. I am not speaking proper English, which is a pretty status quo for me on most days. Well, this body butter is so amazing. These products are awesome. They feel very clean. They actually moisturize your body. It's rich, rich texture is so good. And it transforms even the crepiest skin without being sticky. And I will tell you, it is not sticky. I can't stand some of the texture and the way your skin feels after you use some of these products, not Osea, but other skincare products where you just don't feel, you don't feel moisturized. You're like, why, why do I feel like I just fell in a, in a grease spill? Am I in an oil spill? Am I in the Exxon oil spill? What is happening in my skin? Uh, the, these products actually moisturize your skin and I love it. I truly am very surprised at just how, um, how it doesn't, how it actually works. It's so terrible to say, but some, so many products don't work or don't do what they say they are going to do. And I am very surprised by the quality of these products. I'm surprised that I'm just hearing about them now. So you guys have to try it. You can find your new skincare favorites at ocmalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com. And for you guys, you're getting a special discount. Yes, you are. How excited are you? You are getting a special discount. You guys are going to get 10% off your first order with promo code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P, all uppercase at ocmalibu.com. And you're going to get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. Trust me, you're going to want it all. You are going to want it all. Go to ocmalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com. Use code SHARP and enjoy that 10% off your first order. And 
I'd also like to thank Dipsy for coming back. OC to Dipsy, whether it's a warm cup of coffee basking in warm sunlight or listening to a sexy story, pleasures all around us. Is that making you uncomfortable? Well, then you need some Dipsy to relax your body because with Dipsy, your sanctuary is waiting. Escape into a world where pleasure is your only priority. We need more pleasure in our life. Let's be honest. We live busy, busy lives and sometimes we don't take care of ourselves. Well, Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. I know you're like, why would I want to listen to sexiness? Oh, oh, have you listened to sexiness ever? That's why you should. A little something new. And there's nothing that can get you learning more about your body than trying something new. They bring scenarios to life with the immersive soundscapes and characters. No matter where, what you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy has so many stories. Um, there's like one about that intriguing coworker with a British accent. How you doing, love? Would you like to come over for a little bit of marmal? Don't they have marmal? Tay and base skates or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. I prefer like a real, real thick gym daddy, but whatever suits you. They even have stories designed specifically for your zodiac sign. Oh my God, that's such a Virgo thing to say. New content is released every week. What? You guys can get your dipsy on every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. And that's what this is all about, y'all. Exploring you. And Dipsy helps you explore you in a new way. It has sleep stories, wellness sessions, and now they're also offering written stories. Let me tell you, 90% of sexuality and intimacy starts in the brain. That's not a that's not a scientific number, but that's I'm throwing that out there. It sounds right. Dipsy can be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, and heat things up with a partner. Ooh, yeah, get it going. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash sharp. That's D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash slash sharp, S-H-A-R-P. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipseastories.com slash sharp. That's S-H-R-P. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And finally, our latest sponsor is Raycon. Raycon is actually pretty, pretty dope. I have to be honest. Listen, you guys are probably used to your other earbuds, but Raycon are these wireless earbuds that actually don't move. It doesn't matter literally how much you shake things up. You could, I literally was shaking, uh, like women normally do at night because we're just anticipating someone attacking us. That's how, that's how bad I was shaking. And the ear pods stayed in my ears. I shook my head side to side because I disagree with everybody and I disagreed aggressively with this woman in line at, at Trader Joe's earbuds stood, 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 stood the shook. They stood the shook. You couldn't shook at them anywhere. I tried to shake at them. They were like, we are unshook at the bull. They're everyday earbuds. They look and feel and sound better than ever. There's also this really dope awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings like women do because people are constantly trying to get at us. So you can take Raycons with you wherever you go with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfy, cozy, and they will not budge. 
trust me, it's like my dog Carlin, when I try and walk him home after a walk, there's no budging them. They're stuck in your ears and they actually fit better than some of uh, the other um, competitors. I won't say names, but the other competitors' earbuds fall out of my ears every time I'm at the gym and I can't have that. I need to stay focused in the gym and the Raycons are the way to go. They offer like eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Hello! Who's going on a walk for me? I'm going to survive this hike into the woods. And they're priced just right. They got a cute little case. You're going to get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. And it's no wonder Raycon's Everyday Earbuds have over 48,000 five-star reviews. That's wild. Right now, Sharp Tone listeners, you guys are going to get 15% off of the Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash sharp. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash sharp to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash sharp. I will put all of these in the show notes so you guys can click away and enjoy a little Raycon, a little Dipsy, and a little OC. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring the podcast. I appreciate you. It's a dream come true being able to do this and have it start to bring some income into my life because I love doing this regardless. So I appreciate everyone who listens all the sponsors and for OC for actually making body butter that doesn't make it feel like I just was in an oil slick. (laughs) Come see me live. If you guys want to watch the podcast, you just go over to youtube.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso. Click like and subscribe, share it with your friends and don't forget to come see me live. I'm going to be in the West Palm beach improv for 20 and i'm gonna be in the netflix is a joke festival on may the 4th i picked a couple holidays because i want to spend my holidays with you guys because my parents are dead so you owe it to my dead parents to come support me and um this week's episode we welcome a very special guest she is very talented um she's also an advocate and a dog mom and we get into a lot of different topics everything from travel to diet and nutrition and we talk extensively about ignorance and i hope you guys enjoy this week's episode with the very talented lovely mrs brad pitt jesse may peluso it's me sharp tongue podcast Beep, 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 You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary. A deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy how hard it is to make it in this biz i'm a fucking professional each week it's something different sometimes i have a guest host sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode sometimes i just ramble about the bullshit i dealt with the week before you never know what you're gonna get it's raw uncut and funny it's me oh we're already recording i'm over here waiting for the main image to pop up and nope we're here we're ready to go how is everybody Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being fans. I just got home. I just got home from the police station. You can hear the cops driving away if you can. Don't worry. Everything is fine. No, I just got back from being on the road with Carly this past weekend for our girl tour, even though we had to cancel the rest of our tour, unfortunately, because we both got Netflix shows. 
now that we can both talk about them, Carly and I will be filming stuff for Netflix. I'm going to be gone for a while filming a show in a little place called Greece. Oh, uh, me? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It is, it's an honor. It truly is to be working. <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking honor. And to be someone who's been in this industry for 20 years and still, the, still fuck, I still fucking got it. Yeah. I'm in moccasins cause I'm in, I'm in my home studio. I'm still waiting for cloud 10 to set up their studio so we can get over there. Oops. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. Well, whatever. Just ignore what I said. I am, uh, I'm very excited to be working. You know, it's people always ask, not always, but I've been asked often, how did you get girl code or how did you get this? How did you get that failure? Every successful moment of my life has been a result of a magnitude of failure. And this isn't anything that is like a groundbreaking epiphany. We've heard it. There's been photos on Instagram by fake life coaches that post this shit. <laughs> there are so many fucking life coaches on Instagram right now. And it makes sense because most of our lives are fucked up. If you think about it, like a sex worker and a life coach, those two industries will never go out of business or a morgue. People are, they always want to fuck. They need to fix their life and everyone's dying, you know, and, and a mechanic. Those are, those are foolproof. But yeah, there's a lot of fucking life coaches on Instagram that I'm not too sure are all, you know, are you a life coach or are you, are, are you a uh, murderer? What, what are you? And I'm friends with a couple of them that are legitimate, but there's a whole bunch that I'm just like, if I give you my money, I think my life is going to get worse. And this is coming from someone who, you know, works with a life coach and has, you know, really good friends who are yeah, obviously Tony Robbins is my BS, my BFF. So <laughs> I would know. Uh, no, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of it. I, I believe in furthering your education and learning by example and learning from people who are better than you, but damn, it's like, are you sure you're a life coach Felicity? Or did you read one Tony Robbins book and now you're just, you don't want to leave your house. So you're doing a bunch of zoom conferences with women who are freshly divorced and vulnerable. Remember we talked before about grief and how vulnerable women can become. You gotta be careful. But then again, hey, if it helps you, Godspeed. If it helps you, Godspeed. Just be careful where you put in your dollar. That's all I'm saying. Be careful careful where you're putting your dollar. Because it's going to go in somebody's pocket. You just want to make sure you're getting your ROI, your return on investment, especially for your own soul. So just do a little research. Do a little due diligence. Just because they post a cute, catchy phrase on Instagram doesn't mean that they're qualified to tell you how to fix your shit. That's it. Just read into it. Read the pamphlet. Read the back and inside covers. I I feel rested as fuck. I took, um, I, I, I did take an edible. I smoked some marijuana when I got back from my flight. And I also took my Dr. Daniel Amon GABA 
sleep. I think, oh, what is it called? Now, I got to get the, the pill the pill box because I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to mess it up for Dr. Amon. Hold on. Hold on one second. Don't move. Yeah. I'm in cotton shorts. Yes, I'm in cotton shorts. Look, when you have a home studio, you only have to wear half an outfit. That's work science. This stuff put me to sleep naturally. Uh, this is part of my regimen from Dr. Daniel Amen, and these work amazingly. I, and I'm not somebody who really has struggled with sleep consistently. I've definitely had times where I'm wide awake at the witching hour, and I'm pretty sure it's because soul's of my dead relatives are trying to come through and have a full conversation with me at that point. And also night demons are trying to enter me. But other than that, I sleep relatively well. This stuff is pretty amazing. I, I don't like to promote things that I haven't myself actually used and have put inside of my body. Uh, but this stuff, we might need it for the ASMR. I'm going to do an ASMR for Dr. Daniel Amon. That's going to go up on the Patreon page. I have decided to do an ASMR with crunchy things. Mainly it's just a reason for me to eat snacks, but I thought, well, I'm going to see what the whole, what the whole, you know, what everyone's, what, what am I trying to say? What the whole, uh, buzz is about. There we go. There's a word. Maybe I need another hour of sleep, but I did take my put me to sleep naturally, which has B6, magnesium, GABA, amniburetric acid, L-theanine, 5-HTP, and melatonin. All those things together, I think, make a great cornucopia for you to <laughs> sleep. It works for me, but then I also had edibles and a joint, which Dr. Daniel Amon probably would not appreciate. But hey, you know, I'm a fake doctor. He's a real doctor. We're just combining our prescriptions. <laughs> But I have used this by itself, and it has worked wonderfully. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, that I'll put the link for you guys to be able to buy it in the show notes. Um, we had a great time in, in the Atlanta area. We had a great time in the Nashville area. Atlanta is so Atlanta. Atlanta couldn't be any more Atlanta if every one of its residents turned into a rapper. Atlanta is something special. It's, it's a huge city. It's a fucking metropolis. You all drive so slow. And I think it's like that Southern charm. But some of that Southern charm is really manipulative. It's that whole, like, bless your heart. And they say, you know, they say some shit about you under their breath. Or they say it right to your face, but in a Southern way where you're not sure if, if they're insulting you. Like, oh, bless your heart. You are so brave to wear that color. And you're like, so does it look good? Did you just tell me that blue is not my color? That I look shitty and green? But driving there, and this is probably my own fault because I am a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker at heart. I'm from upstate New York, but I did live in the city for 11 years. And I think contractually, when you live in a place for 10 years, you become a resident just by default, the decade default. I could be wrong, but I thought that that was like a, um, you know, living rite of passage when you live in a place. When you live in New York, I drove in New York the entire time. I had like five different cars. That's just because my dad always thought 
he would buy a car and pay it in full with cash. So we'd get used cars. So we went through a fuckload of cars. My dad's car math was like, I'd rather buy 10 used cars than one new one. And we run them to the ground. But I was driving in New York. That's where I learned to drive. So a lot of it is probably my impatience because I drive so fast. (laughs) But I'm also, you know, my time is precious. So I'm like, we got to get there. Like, let's get there. And I try to leave earlier so I give myself time so I'm not rushing. And I did that in Atlanta. But even then... I realized how interesting the driving is in different areas. And also, you know, I'm not sure that Atlanta was really built. The infrastructure was built for the surplus of people that are there now. It's definitely a very growing city. But damn, you guys are slow. It's slow. Let's move it. Move. Bitch, get out the way. Get out the way. I went to go rent a car. Shout out to the people at the counter at Routes Rentals. And all they had was a fleet of the most Atlanta cars I've ever seen in my life. All she had for me left to rent was a bright orange Jeep Wrangler, which I looked up. That's actually the state bird of Georgia. It's a it's a Jeep Wrangler <laughs> with a subwoofer. This thing, you you breathe on the pedal, and it was like, it's so powerful. And I couldn't get used to the driving. It took me like five to ten minutes. I don't know if I've ever, I've driven in a Jeep, but years ago, and driving in this Jeep Wrangler, I felt like chitty, chitty, bang, bang, chitty, chitty, bang, bang. I felt like Ace Ventura when nature calls, and he's in that big-ass truck driving through the fucking forest. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. That's how I felt because it was so high up. It was so sensitive and so powerful. And I was laughing my ass off driving on the highway on this big ass bright orange Jeep. (coughs) Going to the hotel to go meet Carly. I was like, wait until she sees this car. (coughs) She's going to lose her mind. And, um, just experiencing the traffic and everything. It was, I, I was laughing my ass off in the, in, in the, <laughs> the highway, uh, in Atlanta. So if you saw a blonde lady, um, laughing to herself and a Jeep Wrangler, that was me. That was definitely me. Um, we stayed at a really cute hotel called the Wiley hotel, which is this little boutique hotel down in Ponce market. Ponce? Ponce? I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. That's where the shows were. We were at City Winery. Shout out to everybody who came to our shows. Thank you so much. All of our tour dates got moved to the fall. All of those updates will be on our girl page. If you're not already subscribed, go to the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash girl. That's G-Y-R-L. And we're going to be uploading our tour dates that are the um, the the re rerouting essentially of our spring tour because we had to cancel our whole spring tour because her and I are working humble brag we've got jobs um we went from we drove so we went to the show Carly met me down and the jeep was already pulled up by by valet and so the bright orange jeep is there and it's so ridiculous And in a way, an ostentatious vehicle that Carly didn't even see it. It was so loud. She didn't even see it. And she's like, where's your, where's your car? And I'm like, it's right there. 
And she's like, that? The fucking Jeep? And we both said we would get a photo of us in front of it. We fucking forgot all weekend long. And we forgot to take a photo in front of the fucking Jeep. But we drove to the show. We had a great time. Shout out to the City Winery in Atlanta. Shout out to everybody who came out. Thank you guys so much for your support. And then we drove that fucker from Atlanta to Nashville and did our shows at uh, one show at Zany's in Nashville on a Sunday. You guys showed up on a Sunday. Thank you. We had a blast. We were there. We had Lucas McCrary open up for us, who's a hilarious comedian outside of Austin, Texas, out of Austin, Texas. You got to check him out. He's got quite the head of hair on him. And if you have a lonely mom who's single, I'm sure he would make her forget about your dad. He is just a sweetheart. And we had a fantastic time. I don't know how you guys aren't all a thousand pounds in the, in the South. It's so interesting to go and travel and eat and see what people eat, see what the common items on the menus are in a certain specific area. And I travel a lot and I am relatively healthy, which is a choice for me. It's a concerted effort on the heels of my father passing and having Alzheimer's. It made me sort of relook and rethink health and what I put into my body and, and how what I put in my body affects my brain health. And when you travel to the South, all that goes out the fucking window. You guys have biscuits and gravy for breakfast. You have fried chicken and waffles. Yes, I did have that. Don't think I did not have some fried chicken and waffles. Do not tell Dr. Dr. Daniel Amon because that is not a part of the brain health diet. But when in the South, you eat food that will fucking kill you. And that's a tough conversation to have. Everyone wants to have the fun conversation. You know, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to eat whatever. Go ahead and eat whatever you want to eat. Because there is a war being fought inside your body you're not even aware of. All the inflammation. You've got an inflammation army that is attacking your biochemistry as we speak. But go ahead. Eat that fucking chicken and waffles, bitch. Have a good time. Have at it. Don't worry about the slow hypertension you're causing yourself. I know. We know too much. We know way too much. Maybe ignorance really is bliss. Maybe ignorance is the greatest bliss of all. When you think of a child, they're so happy. They're so happy because they don't know shit yet. They don't know anything. They don't know that their hearts are going to get broken. They don't know that one day they're going to be broke. They don't know that one day a piece of their body is going to break off. They don't know anything about the truth of life, and that's why they're happy. So I want to know where can I get some more ignorance? That's what I'm in the market for. Ignorance and your rich, thick, and single dad. Put that in my inbox. That's what I'm here for. That's what's going to create a happy and healthy life for me. <laughs> Truly, the most blissful are the ones who don't know a lot, or at least who don't care. Maybe even going through all of the experiences of life and having a sort of Zen approach and a humbled, healed soul and the, all the wisdom from those experiences that, that your trauma accumulated, all of that created some sort of bliss, but that's exhausting. I mean, being, just being a kid is the best option, but you can't go back to that. So you have to like find ways to create your own bliss. And for me, 
I've realized the healthier I am, the more blissful I feel long-term. The other stuff creates this sort of short-term elation. You know, the other things, eating shitty and having a couple glasses of rosé or whatever it is, create this little momentary happiness buzz. And that's cool. You know, I definitely am a person who loves balance more than anything. I don't really believe in castrating all of the life's joys and even some of the vices completely. I don't adhere to that because I love marijuana. I truly love marijuana and I see its value as a medicine. I love shrooms. I love shrooms. Microdosing on shrooms, it, it, it should be readily available for any human being that needs it. Microdosing on marijuana even is an amazing medicine. I, you know, in the term drug, there's things that we take over the counter that could kill us. And those are drugs. And when I think of psilocybin and marijuana, I don't necessarily consider that a drug in the term and in, in, in it's being included in, you know, class A drugs like crack, cocaine, any of those things. And this isn't anything revolutionary that I'm saying. This is something that I think we're starting to realize. But really just having access to that, I think, would help a lot of people. And having access to that for me has created a blissful life. But again, it's all about balance. It's all about balance. Sometimes you just have to restrict the momentary bliss to create a more long-term balanced life. And man, I'll tell you, the more you learn, I don't, the, the more, you know, the harder it is to keep going. <laughs> it's like, damn, what did Nancy Pelosi and her husband do this week? What did Putin do to fucking Ukraine this week? Ah, oh, what's the unemployment rate? How many homeless people are in Los Angeles? There's too much to know. All of that information is fucking exhausting. I need a joint and a, and a microdose of shrooms. And I'm not a bad person for wanting that. But I got to say, I got on this whole diatribe because of the types of food and the types of meals that are eaten regularly in the South. I don't know how you all aren't a thousand pounds. The food is literally cooked. Everything, even Carly had like a salad. It was cooked in, in Greece. She's like, this tastes like Greece. Like her salad was deep fried. Obviously I got chicken and waffles. We all know how that went. But I don't like the fake syrup. Don't give me the fake syrup. What about my face says I want your fucking bullshit fake syrup? And some of you are probably like, what? There's real syrup? Yeah, there's real syrup. The only syrup I eat is tree blood. That's all I want. The shit that trees bleed. That sticky ass sap. It obviously has to be heated and treated and all of that, but it's not anything that adds chemicals to it. It's just a process you do to the sap to turn it into syrup. But that's the syrup I want. I don't want your fucking log cabin. You're not tricking me with that bullshit Airbnb photo on the front. Those aren't even real trees. 
I bet you that's that's that fake ass wood they make. And it's not even a real log cabin. I don't want your fake syrup. I don't want your fucking bullshit Airbnb log cabin syrup. I want real maple syrup. Tree tears. That's what I want. Tree tears and tree blood. It's the blood, sweat, and tears of a tree. That's all I'm putting in my mouth. I mean that and other things. But I just, I, I don't understand. When I was surprised when I saw thinner people down there. I was like, damn, okay, so there is a way to make this work because... Fuck, the biscuits look so good. The fucking grits look so good. The The breakfast in the South is fucking ridiculous. And, and I get it. I get it. That food literally is addictive. It is an addictive type of food. And you, and, and you just get on that, that, that conveyor belt of eating fat and every single fucking meal. And not the good fat, because there are good fats. But I'm talking about the fats that fuck you up. The fats that are carcinogenic. Damn. I'm impressed. If you're healthy in the South. That's, that's impressive. Um, I'd like to know how you do that. Send me, send me an email. Tell, if, and also, just if you guys have any questions or if you have advice you want from me to answer on the podcast, just email me at comedy at gmail.com and we'll answer those on the podcast. We did have a good time in Nashville. Um, I got to hang out with my friend Steve Byrne and his wife. We went out to lunch at the Soho house. I didn't even know that they had a Soho house in Nashville. And it was so great to catch up with him. He's just one of the greatest, such a uh, interesting, kind human. And his wife is the same. And, you know, it was funny because we leave to wa- to go out of the so- of Soho house. And his wife goes, is that Justin Timberlake? And I was like, fucking where? She's like, right over there. I'm like, bitch, I can't see. And I didn't want to be, we didn't want to be like obvious assholes. But like, it's, hello, Justin Timberlake. <gasps> Excuse me. You think I'm not going to double check that shit? So we leave. We go out of Soho House. Steve's got to go because he's going to go set up because we had to do a podcast. Um, I did his podcast at Zany. So he went to go set up early. And her and I are standing there waiting for our cars. And I was like, should we just go back in and make sure it wasn't Justin Timberlake? Why don't we just go make sure it wasn't Justin Timberlake? Because we don't want to wonder. I'm pretty much forced Steve Burns' wife to go back in with me to Soho House to make sure it wasn't Justin Timberlake. And it wasn't. It was some other guy. It was like Dustin Timber Creek. It was not Justin Timberlake. It was like his agent. <laughs> but we went in. We went to the bathroom. We fucking, we pretended. We pretended that we were looking for Justin Timberlake. And we were smooth. I don't think anyone suspected anything. Yeah, I looked around like I was looking for a contact. I was like this and then just using the one eye to look for Justin Timberlake. And when I saw Dustin Timberbeak, I was like, nope, that's not him. Went to the bathroom and left. No one was hurt. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Not that I would interrupt him or bother him. He's just one of the most talented, coolest guys ever, I think. And Jessica Beale. Oh, the body on Beale. Are you? kidding me have you ever seen that body Woo! and I, she's talented too <laughs> you got to watch sinner the first season of the sinner took her acting to a whole other range she showed a whole other range and that's the thing that's interesting about acting is not that she was ever a bad actress she just played roles i think that maybe didn't have to she didn't 
wasn't challenged enough to have to have a depth or a range. And in the center, Carly and I are both talking about this. Her acting is on a whole other level. Same thing with a little bit different, but same thing with, um, what's her name? Jason Sudeikis, ex-wife, uh, Olivia, Olivia Wilde in the vigilante. Watch the first season of the sinner with Jessica Biel. Thank me later. That pilot episode is jarring. And then go ahead and enjoy yourselves and watch the movie vigilante with Olivia Wilde. And I mean, it's amazing when you see like the a role in a character that's challenging can take someone who you've previously seen in other roles that weren't and you put them in this position and they become their range just opens wide and you see the talent on a whole other level. The, all things being said, Jessica Biel has the greatest booty in, in the world and on earth and probably in the universe. Um, it was on display and I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. I, that's one of its greatest moments. <laughs> um, I did Steve Burns podcast, which, um, I got a Google, I, I, I forgot what he calls it, but we basically look at other comedians, um, stand up and have a conversation about it and, and rate it, which, you know, it's actually really fun. I was hoping that we could do mine. I was hoping we would like, I, cause I love constructive criticism. I do. And you know, it takes a while to sort of figure out how to have handle your sensitivity in the industry. Um, and how to sort of manage your in insecurities and all of that. But man, you got to grow some thick skin you really need to grow some thick skin in this industry in order to survive it. And that's, it, that's probably that way for a lot of different industries, not just entertainment, but the entertainment industry is unique in that you're dealing with so much rejection. You're dealing with so much constant rejection that you have to find a place where you aren't defining yourself by other people's opinions of how good you are or aren't. And you know, that's something that takes a while, I think, to sort of tap into. And um, I think it's called where... Oh, no, that's my podcast. That's hilarious. Co comedy Pinata? Yes, Comedy Pinata. That's what it's called. It's actually really fun. And um, we he has a co-host on there. I think his name is Chance Willis. I don't know if he's always his co-host, but Chance was working with him. And... We, we, you know, apparently there's envelopes, you know, there were envelopes and, and, and Steve doesn't know what he's looking at before they get to look at it. And we pulled out like Whitney Cummings, Christina Pazinski, um, Sam Morrell and Chance. I don't know if, if his last name is Willis. I apologize. I mean, I don't fucking just deal with it. I don't know. I forgot what your last name was. <clears throat> Not being rude. I just have a lot of other things I'm thinking about. Um, and we had to check out Chance's video. And he had a really funny joke about um, a doctor and, it, like, I forget what the premise was. But it was, I enjoyed it. It was funny. It was really clever. And, you know, I asked him, I said, do you want constructive criticism? And he said yes. 
So the two points of constructive criticism I gave him were in his set. He said, you know what I mean? in right about three times, which you don't need that. You know what I mean? Right. And, and the other thing I mentioned was he had so much shit in his pockets. It was so distracting. And I said this shit on, on Giannis Pappas's page. <laughs> he posted a video. <laughs> I mean, do I need to like <laughs> just shut my mouth? <laughs> but I mean, Giannis is hilarious and I sing his praises all the time. I think he's like one of the, he's just so genius. He's so brilliant. But this motherfucker had, a, you could see like the Apple icon through his jeans. He had a cell phone in one pocket. He had his like skull snooze in the other pocket. There were keys hanging out. It's like, do you guys need a purse? You guys make fun of us in our purses, but maybe you need a fucking purse. No one wants to see that you're in a hurry. Take your shit out of your pockets. Fucking tell your story. Damn it. Maybe it's just me projecting my anal retentiveness, but what the, what, how, why does it look like you just robbed somebody? Why does it look like you just went to like craft services and took a bunch of snacks and shoved them in your pockets? And maybe it's just my own brain, but like when I see a comedian on stage or anybody performing and I see an outline of something in their pocket, I'm just like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, okay, there's the cell phone. No, there's a cylinder. I wonder what the cylinder is. Is it a can of edibles? Is it? fucking chew who does chew and then i'm on this whole you know snooze rant in my mind like who does snooze that's so gross and i think about the one time i had to do snooze which was with Giannis Papas because we had to reshoot a commercial for him and i put snooze in my mouth and i almost passed out and then i thought like I, take away all the distractions and i'm open to look i i'm not perfect i i probably i know every comedian has their own tics i swear i don't need to swear as much I probably grab, you know, my hand movements and all the extra gestures and hands in my pockets. I'm, I'm not innocent from this. I asked him if he wanted my fucking constructive criticism. Somebody's been doing stand up 15 years longer than him, and he said yes, and he fucking lost his shit. He lost his shit. I hope that Steve sends me the clip of when he lost his shit because it was it was glorious. It truly was glorious. And my third point of just advice to chance is to grow some thicker skin in this industry. You're going to grow some thicker fucking skin. Okay. Get that, get that scar tissue up so you can survive. (laughs) So you can survive in this industry. It's not easy. It is not easy. And let me tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll level the playing field. There was a fan who posted a picture of me. Now a, a fan from Atlanta. And when I tell you, this bitch did not even look at what anyone else looked like in the photograph, but her. It's an understatement because she posted a picture and I, I don't know what she was thinking. And I, I posted this on my Instagram page. Maybe you've already seen it, but it is just, I look like, I'm just going to show you. Are you kidding me? This is the photo she chose. I look like if a blind person was hired to create a sculpture of my face. I look like that lady from the Lionel Richie music video, Hello. And no one's answering this phone call. You see this face pop up on your 
iPhone, you're sending that shit to voicemail. In fact, you're not even sending it to voicemail. You're blocking it. You're deleting and blocking. Are you kidding me? I look like myself, but if they pulled me out of a river after finding, after being there for a week. It's, it's not even an edible face. It's a deceased. <laughs> deceased. This is the photo she chose to put up on the fucking internet. It's just, it, it makes me question people's intentions. Is she really that? The, and look at everybody else. Look how cute everybody else is. Oh, look how cute. Everybody is so cute. <laughs> Except for me. If you're dying to see the photo, just go to the YouTube page of videos there. You can see how fucking crazy I look. How melted I look. Completely melted. I look like a fucking melted candle. That's what I look like. I look like if somebody if somebody was blind and had to make a mold of my face and then someone took that mold and made a candle and then handed that candle back to the blind person who created the original mold in the first place and asked her to paint my face. That's what it looked like. That's a thousand percent what the fuck it looked like. And I'm not even, and I posted it right on my Instagram page with that song. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I use that shit as a promotional photo. Thick skin. Have some thick skin. If you can't laugh at yourself, the fuck are you doing? Okay. It's all love. It's all love. And speaking of love, my sister is in Orlando right now with the children. And, um, you know, I'm always telling her, hey, keep an eye out for rich and thick single daddies. Like, let me know. Let your sister know. Let her know. And, you know, I'm thinking about, you know how people have business cards? I'm thinking about just giving my sister full like my photo and my email. Cause I don't want to be committed to giving you my number, even though now I'm, I'm at the point where I'm about to have to change my number. Cause I'm getting a lot of weird text messages from people, random, random text messages. And I, I'm at the point where I think I might have to change it, but I'm going to give my sister a little photo of me on a teeny business card and my email. That's it. That's it. That's all you get. And we can start to communicate from there. I don't want to do Instagram. I do want your Instagram though, but I don't want you to get up in my shit. Let's hang out in the real world, but I will need to do a full cavity search on your social media. I will need to do a full fucking reconnaissance mission on all of your shit. Because let me tell you, it is dire in these streets. We've talked about it before. And you guys know, if you listen to girl and even here and other podcasts, I talk about my dating life. I, I talk about that time I, I found this really hot, thick gym daddy at the gym. And he asked me out in the parking lot, very romantic-like. And did I tell you guys? I, I'm pretty sure I told you this. We talked about it on Deuce. Maybe I totally even just didn't tell my sharp tongue sweethearts, my sharp tonguers. Did I not tell you guys? Well, this this guy at the gym, excuse me if I've already told the story. It'll probably be told differently. Um we're making eyes. We're just eye, not eye fucking, but just, you know, fucking throwing eyes at each other. Not eye fucking, but throwing fucking eyes. Oh my God, he's cute. And we happened to leave the gym at the same time because I timed it that way. And 
he starts talking to me in the elevator and then down in the the garage and we're just chatting and very casual and cute and he's like well could I have your number and take you out sometime that's the sweetest way by the way if you're talking to a woman to just ask her out just ask us out be sweet and complimentary and ask us out just just like that and and that doesn't mean that we're all gonna say fucking yes okay it doesn't mean that just by asking us that you have a right to us. No, but at least know that that is appreciated. Know that being sweet and, and taking advantage of the moment and being a man per se, um, being dominant is appreciated, at least from me. So I give him my number and we start this fun text thing. Just a fun back and forth. I love, I do love communicating and getting to know someone I fucking love it I'm a communicator this is what I do for a living this is what I'm good at this is what I I understand I understand human behavior and the way women are with men and the way men are with women from a heterosexual standpoint and it's what I enjoy so when I first meet somebody I fucking love that I love the back and forth I love the not knowing, but I also love like just getting to know someone. So we were doing that all week long. We planned a little date on a Friday. Very cute, which I normally don't do because your girl's working. But I did plan two dates that night because the other person I planned a date with was off of my dating app. I am on Bumble. It's Carly's fault. I'm on Bumble and Raya. It's all her fault. And... On Bumble, I met this guy who was a big, thick daddy, single, did have a kid, but that's okay. Let's be real. If I'm looking for somebody who's a little bit older than me, which I do like older men, I'm 39 years old, most of them are going to have children. I come with three dogs. I don't know if I can really be too picky right now. But if you're rich and thick, I don't see the problem. If you've got a yacht as well as a child, what's the problem? There's no problem there. I'm okay with that. So him and I messaged back and forth a little bit on the app. And then he asked for my number really quick. And I was like, okay, because the app is a nice little buffer. I do enjoy the fact that I don't have to give you my personal information. I don't need you up in my text. I don't have to worry about deleting your ass later, which I will do if you cross a line. The app is a little buffer. So this guy asked for my number. I'm like, fine. I give him my number. We text a little. And then he calls. He asks if he can call and he calls. And this is, I think, a day after I met the thick gym daddy at the gym. And so I talked to this guy and he go, and he, he's like, oh, that, you know, telling me, well, this is why I chose you. And this is why I thought you were cute and this and this and this. Like, I won something. Well, the, you know, one of the reasons why I chose you. Uh, th- what, where did you find me? A fucking human trafficking auction? What do you mean you chose me? I didn't like his the language he was using. And then he said, he just was like telling me everything about himself very fast. And I think he found out who I was or knew of me or something because of, you know, he mentioned like podcasts and he asked me about podcasting and he's like, well, what's the best podcasting equipment? And I'm like, well, are you trying to go out on a date? Or are you trying to start a podcast? Cause I'm not here giving out fucking, you know, career advice. That'll cost you. You're not going to get that for free. You're not getting the milk for free and you're not getting career advice for free. And some of you listening to this might be like, if you don't know me, well, who the fuck does she think she is? She knows who she is. That's why she sounds like this. 
I'm not cocky. I'm just confident. I have moments of insecurity. I have, you know, vulnerabilities, but I know my worth and I'm not going to be made to feel bad about that shit. And so he's like, well, this is why I chose you. And this is why I chose you. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. And then he goes, you know, this thing about this town. Everybody's always late. I can't stand when people are late. And in my mind, I'm like, well, we aren't going to get along. I'm at least 15 minutes late to everything. To fucking everything. And I've been that way my entire life. And actually through learning that I actually have uh, classic ADD. People always joke about saying they have ADD. I have OCD. You know, when they just are straightening their room. I have ADD. And one of the effects, symptoms of it is is poor time management because we're easily distracted. You know, I can I'm doing a thousand things at once and that doesn't really work well. You know, it's always better to have like a time structured routine, which is what I do now in the mornings, which helps set you up so you know that you have a certain amount of time to do this and a certain amount of time to do this task. So you can show up on time and I'm starting to show up on time, which is now only 10 minutes late, which is on time for me. But he's like, well, I can't stand with people 15 minutes late, 10 minutes late. And I'm just like, row, row. and he goes, if we have a date at eight o'clock and you show up at eight Oh one, it's just not going to work out. He wasn't saying it to me specifically, but I think he was warning me. The whole thing felt like a congratulatory warning. <laughs> Like, congratulations, I chose you, but I'm going to fucking kill you if you show up at 8.02 on a date. Uh, guess who's not coming to the date ever? And then he started to get into politics. I'm like, bro, this is an eight-minute phone call? And you think I'm going to buckle in for fucking 30 years? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Ignorance is bliss. Can you imagine... If I didn't know all this shit, I would have gone out on a date with this dumb motherfucker. I would have gone out on a date with him if he didn't tell me all this. And this is why it's important to do a cavity search of the social medias. And I didn't even need to. Thank God that he called. Thank God that he was his true self on that phone. He was like, you free Friday? I was like, yeah, I just want to get off the fucking phone. I, I probably should have said no, but I was still curious and kind of wanting some podcast fodder for you guys <laughs> at this point I'm dating for you and so I kept the date but then as I got chatting with thick gym daddy all week I canceled that date because I enjoyed this guy's conversation so back to thick gym daddy we go out on a date we hang out we meet someplace in the hood and actually you know I told him to meet me right where I live I didn't tell him where I live they don't need to know that where do you live? Why do you need to know? You're not moving in. Why do you need to know where I live? Just ask me if you want to take me out. I'll tell you where to meet me. And if that doesn't work for you, cool. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Well, you're not flexible enough. I don't need to be flexible for anybody. Okay? There is, you know, a relative amount of, of compromise we have to make. But I don't even think that there's a lot of compromise if you're being honest with yourself and upfront when you're in a relationship and getting to know somebody, this, these are the things that I need and these are the areas where I need work. As long as we ha are transparent about all that shit, the compromises, I believe, aren't necessarily as extensive. It's not to say there aren't any. I think that there are fewer when you're being more transparent up top. And that's why I was, wasn't willing to compromise on meeting up with the guy who 
loves Trump and hates tardiness. <laughs> Nothing against any of you Trump supporters or prompt people. So Thick Jim Daddy and I meet at this bar right down the street, a stone's throw from my place. I cancel my last date and then I book a show because I'm a boss bitch and I'm working. And so I meet Thick Jim Daddy at like eight. And we're having a good time talking. I don't, I'm not a big drinker anymore. I never was like a huge drinker. Well, I take that back. I drank heavily in my teens and 20s. And have sort of found a fun balance with it now. Like I'll have a couple drinks. I really don't like to get drunk. I'll get buzzed. I don't like getting drunk, sloppy drunk anymore. It's not cute. The recovery time is way too long. I don't need to fucking validate this for you guys. You already know. You know the deal. It's not cute to hug a toilet in your fucking 30s. I'm sorry, but it's not. Unless, unless the only time is in like a bucket chance of a night, like a once in a lifetime opportunity. I'm up at the Hollywood Hills party and people are smoking blunts and there's champagne and Snoop Dogg is there and Erica Badu is there and Gene Wilder's back from the dead. That's the only time I'm going to justify hugging the toilet in the morning and, 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 and having a conversation with the porcelain throne. That's the only time. So I have one tequila with this guy. He pounds a beer and he's like, you ready for another drink? And I was like, well, actually, I can't really drink that much. I have to drive after this. He's like, well, where do you have to go? And I said, well, I have a show. I need to go do a set. And he goes, oh, you double booked, like got offended, like butt hurt. And I was like, no, I, I felt bad. I was like, no, I, I didn't double book. I, I'm working. My job is at night. Besides podcasting, I have to work at night. And he was a little upset about it, which is pertinent information. And so, you know, I have like, I think I might've had one more tequila, but with like club soda, I, it wasn't that strong. Actually, no, I only had one drink and uh, club soda after that. So I only had one drink with him. We're talking, we make out on the couch and we just have a great conversation. We get along, we click, we make out. I mean, the make out is, eh, it's a seven out of 10. You know, the make out is a big thing for me. If you can make out, then there's, there's one less thing we need to work on. <laughs> I know I sound like such a bitch today and I know I have a lot of shit I need to work on too. And I don't even think it's that he, when you make out with somebody and you don't like it, it's not that they can't make out. It's just that you don't have that chemistry. I'm sure somewhere someone thinks that they can kiss well. And it's just like that game when you fit the shapes into the proper holes. I think it's the same thing with mouth holes. Some mouth holes just don't fit the other one. The, the, the shape doesn't fit nicely. But he was okay. Good enough. A place to work from. And so I go to my show and he's like, well, I want to see you tomorrow. And I was like, okay, he's like, you want to meet at the gym? And that for me, I don't like to shit where I eat. You know, I like to have my separate space. I like to have my own little area. I, I don't like to do all of it together. I believe that space is such an important part in a relationship, especially in the beginning. And so I was hesitant, but I was like, yeah, sure. We can, we can do that. We can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? That's kind of weird, but okay. And he's like, and then we can go get food after. I'm like, okay, well now we're, now you're talking, now you're talking my language. You going to feed me? Motherfucker, just feed us. Just feed us. Sarasla. Just please please feed us. That's all we want. Waffles, um, breakfast burritos. That's not an innuendo. 
So I'm like, cool. So we make a plan to meet at the gym the next morning at like 10 a.m. I go, I'm doing my workout. It's getting close to about 10.30, 10.45. I hadn't seen him. I shoot him a message like, hey, not sure if you're coming, but I'm about to leave the gym. He goes, oh, cool. I slept in. How about we meet for breakfast? I thought it was a little weird. Also, I didn't like that he made a plan and didn't stick to it. Inconsistency, red flag. Breakfast meeting, red flag. Um, so we meet at this spot in my hood after the gym. And he shows up. And his energy is just weird. And this is a thing about a woman's intuition. You guys call us crazy. Well, I get it. I can't expect you to understand how exhausting it is for us to just know you've done some shit. Can you imagine how exhausting it is all the time to know someone's done some fucking shit? You don't know what it is, but your intuition tells you something's fucking awry. There's something awry here, and it's not a piece of toast. That's awry. It's you, motherfucker. All right. You're all right. What'd you do? What'd you do? I don't know exactly what you did, but I know you did something. I don't know who you fucked, but I know you fucked somebody. I don't know where you've been, but I know you've been somewhere. We have an intuition. You call us crazy. Yeah, we probably are a little crazy because it's exhausting to know you've done some shit, but to not know exactly what the fuck it is. And we have to have this intuition. We give birth to human babies. Intuition is our defense mechanism. It's our protective shield over our offspring. We have to know that something is behind us. We have to be able to smell something before we see it. And I smell something and it's fucking fishy and it's you. Okay. I know a wolf when I see one and I see a wolf in you. my, My cousin Allie's favorite line from Moonstruck. I see a wolf in you. We fucking know. So I just felt something was off. I'm like, something's off with this mother sucker right here. This thick gym daddy. What the fuck? Of course. What is it? So I told you how you got butt hurt that I double booked pertinent information. The other thing I failed to tell you is that in our text messaging prior that week, he had mentioned a kid and had said that the relationship wasn't that good. He gave me more of the details when we were out the night before about the relationship with the mother being a little strained and how he's got his son and he loves his son. Just mentioned his one son whose name I remember, but I won't say on the podcast because I'm a decent human being. So we just talk about his son and his ex-wife. And then he mentions kids that Saturday morning before we met up he said he's going to be hanging out with his kids as in more than one and you know the other thing about a woman we'll hold on to shit we will wait we'll wait to release the information dragon when we see the most opportune moment when we think is right some of us I didn't respond to the kids in the text because I was just like, where did the other kid come from? Did you just have a kid? Are you just picking them up from places? I thought you only had one. Now you have two. Are they gremlins? Did you get the one wet last night and feed it after midnight? What the fuck happened? No, I'm going to wait till I see your face so I can tell if you're lying. That's what I'm going to do. And so we're sitting at brunch with this wiry energy, already a little shifty. 
And I was like, so tell me about this other kid. I, I didn't realize you had two children. And he's like, yeah, I have two children. I'm like, okay, so what's the relationship like with that mom? Because I need to know all the shit that I'm getting into. It's already too much shit for me at this point, And I know I'm going to dismount, but I want all the information as much as I can get. And so he goes, oh, we're cool. We're cool. And I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Where does she live? And he goes, at the house. I says, the house. The house? Which house? An outhouse? The International House of Pancakes? The House of Gaga? Um, the White House? Where? Which house is she currently in? It better be the International House of Pancakes. And he goes, no, my house. I said, Carly and I talked about this on Girl. And it's going in my special. I'm so sorry, sir. But you're not named. Only you will know who you are. And I said, oh, you're? Oh, I almost choked on my breakfast burrito, y'all. I was like, oh, 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 so you have a girlfriend? He said, you could say that. I go, no, motherfucker, you say that. You could say that. What do you mean I could say that? Don't gaslight my ass. Don't set me up. Don't put your words in my mouth so you don't have to say them. I'm sure we probably talked about this, but it's still on my mind. <laughs> like, don't, don't make me be the one to make you accountable because you don't have the balls to be forthcoming. I said, oh, oh, I could say it. Well, what the fuck would she say? And he said, well, she probably would say that. I'm like, can you just be straight with me? Is it your wife? And he didn't say anything. I go, motherfucker, you took me out last night and had the audacity to be mad when I double booked. But you're out here having pancakes on a Saturday morning and you got two kids from two different women, one of which whom you're still in a fucking relationship and I'm the asshole? <laughs> I will take this burrito to go. He's like, does this mean I can't see you again? I was like, what? I literally said this to his face and I've never been this much of a um, confident. I shouldn't say confident. I've never been this straightforward with a man. I shouldn't say that I have. I haven't said something like this and felt so good about myself when he goes, oh, so I can't see you anymore. And I, I leaned in and I said, tell me what it is about this face that makes you think I'm second fiddle. I said, I am not Michelle. I am Beyonce. I'm not the other bitch. I am Beyonce. And that's where you shot wrong, motherfucker. You shot wrong. You shot your shot and you shot wrong. You missed your shot. You're shooting too many shots. You already got two kids from two different women. You got to tie that thing up. This is a delicious breakfast burrito, but it's, it's, First of all, I'm not a mistress. Second of all, it would cost you a lot more than a fucking breakfast burrito. <laughs> Women, you got to set your standards higher. Quit fucking married men. Quit letting these motherfuckers inside of you just because they're cute and you get caught in a moment. Start setting your standards higher so they stop thinking they can do shit like this. Stop letting these motherfuckers do this stuff. And, and, and men, start having some accountability. I said, well, why are you out here with me? What's going on in your relationship? Here I am psychoanalyzing him. 
Carly's like, I would never do that. I need the information. That's how I learn. He's like, well, she doesn't give me what I need physically. And I said, do you give her what she needs? You ever think, you ever hear about that, that whole ideology? If you give something, you get it in return, but you should never get something to give it. That's a problem with people. We're so fucking selfish. You have to learn to give without expectation. That's the true path to bliss. Besides ignorance is giving without expectation. It frees you from resentment. And here's this guy who's mad that his wife doesn't satisfy him. What the fuck have you done for her? And he, he just sat there. He's like, I didn't expect you to react this way. I said, I didn't expect you to have two kids and two different women and one that you're living with. You didn't expect me to react this way? I was laughing. I wasn't like hyped up like this, but I was like laughing, just eating my fucking breakfast burrito and sipping my smoothie and just kind of like, you, oh, you thought I was that bitch. Oh. <laughs> you, hear you hear this motherfucker? He thought I was that bitch. That's so cute. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to fuck you because you don't know how to communicate with your wife. I'm not going to fuck you. No. Even though you're cute and you got really nice eyes and you're thick gym daddy, bye. Unattractive. Gone. I'm dry. I'm dry. This breakfast burrito may have filled my belly, but you have dried me up. And I wish you nothing but the best. And he goes and tries to kiss me. I'm like, but, but, uh, what? What are you doing? I, I, you can't even knock the game. You can't even knock the game because it's worked for him before. Things don't work until they do. And then when they start working, you keep doing them. That's just progress. That's the basis of progress. You keep trying, 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 trying. That doesn't work. You do something different. Try, try, try. That doesn't work. You do something different. Try. Oh, this worked. I'm going to keep doing this. Keep doing this. And it doesn't work that way. You got to do a different thing. It's just the way it goes. So ladies, do a little bit more research. Ask some more questions. Don't let these motherfuckers get one over on you. And you're worth it more than to be a mistress. Life is too short to be filling in somebody else's holes life is way too short to be doing that you owe it to yourself ignorance isn't bliss in this in in instance i could have just been like you know what i just want to have sex i'll just have sex with this guy i'll just have some fun it'll be fun fuck that i was like i need to know everything so i have the full picture so i can have a really good formulated joke and also block your ass on my cell phone maybe you're listening to this episode I blocked your ass. You knew I was going to. Come on, boy, are you crazy? This is Beyonce. Okay? I am not a fucking mistress. Get out of here with that. Thank you for the breakfast burrito. Now go down on your wife and ask her what she wants. Usually when people are satisfied, they start to give more. People can't pour from an empty cup and they need help. And so maybe your wife just needs some help. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe it's a terrible relationship. She could be an asshole. She could be selfish too. And you both suck at communicating. Maybe it's hard because you got the kids and that's really complicated to break up a house. And it's so much easier just to stay together miserably than to separate amicably. I don't know. I haven't been in that scenario. I've only been on this side. And the way I'm looking at it, looking out from the outside, looking in, you need to communicate and fix your shit. I'm not going to be the glue to your shattered life. 
Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. And with that, I wanted to share you guys with you guys a little voice note my sister left me um, to show camaraderie and to show how much she loves me. I think I have a good idea for you. There's some single dads here with their kids in Disney. That's the market you need to go for, the single Disney dad. There's one that's in the pool right now, no ring on him, very cute. <laughs> so we are adding to my rats, kingdom of rats, uh, rich and thick singles, hashtag rats. If you're out there, DM me. Um, you can throw in your hat. You have to be rich and single and thick and not fat, okay? Those are my, those are just what I am requesting. It's, these are a few of my favorite things. We are throwing in rich and thick single Disney dads. So rat double D's. <laughs> per the suggestion of my sister, <laughs> which I think is fucking genius. Truly fucking genius. So if you've got, and I don't even know what it means. Just run with it. Okay. The, 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 the first three requirements, requests, are the most important. Rich, thick, and single. This bitch is not ignorant. And she has found a way to fill bliss in her life on her own. I just want somebody to add to that. Okay? If you're not Brad Pitt, keep moving. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. I love you so much. Um, it's a little delayed this week because of travel and everything. So we're up on a Friday. Happy Friday. I hope your weekend fucking rocks. Ask questions. Don't accept anything less than what you deserve. I love you guys. Happy Friday. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.